your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. It's always great that you wake up with us, and we greatly appreciate your love and support. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so does not cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. On tonight's podcast, we are taking a look at a couple of different things. We're going to finish out thoughts on last night's game against the Seattle Kraken, the first meeting between the Jets and the uh, the great sea beasts from below the waves. And then after that, we're going to dive into Winnipeg versus Vancouver for a couple of periods. It is another 10 p.m. start time for me, so obviously not going to have entire highlights from the game. But next Monday, I'll finish out any thoughts. Uh, if we have any weekend action, I'll cover that as well. I do believe the Jets are off for a couple of days, so I'm pretty sure Monday or Tuesday would be our next game. But once that rolls around, we will get back to that. Uh, for now, though, let's actually talk about last night's action because it was a pretty cool moment. Connor Hellebuck, I believe, got his first shutout of the season. A 3-0 victory over the Kraken, which, to be honest, was actually a little bit surprising. I thought the Jets were going to start caving. When we last left off last night, the Jets were actually starting to struggle, especially in that second period. I felt like the Kraken were starting to generate a really good forecheck. They had a lot of really good pressure down low. And so my thought was... You know, this this team might finally break through Hellebuck. I mean, he was very sharp on a lot of strange deflections, uh, really tight shooting angles, some crazy stuff that you wouldn't really expect to have a good preparation for. I mean, a lot of that is is just reflexes, instinctive reads, the kind of stuff that makes elite goalies truly the, the cream of the crop. Honestly, I think Hellebuck had one of his best games of the season last night, and uh, I think he definitely earned that shutout. It wasn't that, you know, the Kraken just had very poor finishing. You know, while their shooters aren't exactly the best, I still think Hellebuck very much earned the shutout. I think he made a number of fantastic saves, and there were moments where the Jets just kind of stopped skating, which, you know, is is not exactly a promising sign. It's in these instances where Winnipeg would suddenly find itself dealing with an odd man rush, and I think that's a big problem with this team. Off the rush and off these counters, opponents have an absolute field day against the Jets. Usually the defenders that they isolate on a two-on-one or something, these guys aren't really capable of blocking those lanes. You know, you've got Logan Stanley or Nate Schmidt or DeMello. Sometimes you get Dylan. I, I think occasionally these guys are capable of nullifying those chances, but it all comes down to Hellebuck or a bit of a missed shot, so it would behoove the Jets to stop giving these up on a regular basis. It's going to be one of those things that I don't think is going to get better. You know, the Jets don't have a lot of foot speed. I know that they overhauled the back line, but in terms of defensive foot speed and tracking back and, you know, being aggressive at the right times, the Jets still don't really have a blue line that I feel is at the level that it should be. Here's a thought, though. Crazy thought. Maybe they should call up and actually use Vili Heinola instead of just press boxing him. I don't know if he's going to be in tonight's game. I would certainly hope he is because he's definitely an improvement upon Logan Stanley. But if Paul Maurice thinks Stanley is actually doing well and suspects he'll get more top four time, which based on his comments does seem to be the case, 
yeah, Heinola ain't getting into this lineup anytime soon, which is a, a huge disappointment for me. And I think it's a wasted opportunity. The Jets need that mobility. They need that skill, that passing, that shooting, that vision, all of what makes an elite defender a cut above the rest. And I know that Heinola is obviously still very young. He is technically a prospect, but at the pro level, he's already accomplished just about everything a non-NHL defender can. Like, what more do the Jets want to see from him? I mean, he's dominating the AHL. Call him up like they already have done and actually play him. In a game like last night, he might have had more awareness and ability to sort of penetrate those lanes and, and find those opportunities where the Jets were maybe struggling to get past Grubauer. I know that the Jets did win 3 nothing, but you could definitely tell Grubauer had a couple of really good lanes shut down. Sometimes the Kraken would all sort of drop down and try and block every shot and passing lane possible. And that's the sort of thing where Heinola is really gifted at picking apart those seams and uh, finding the perfect opportunities for his teammates. Sometimes he finds them so well that his teammates don't even realize he's about to pass to them. So, you know, another very high IQ player. If you've watched Cole Perfetti, you know exactly the kind I'm talking about. I will say that in fairness, the third period was probably a lot stronger from the Jets, which was a bit of a surprise. The Kraken just stopped being able to keep up with uh, the top players on Winnipeg's roster, which, you know, you, you do kind of think should be the norm, right? The Kraken, comparatively speaking, have a very poor roster when they match up against Winnipeg's deep lines, but, you know, sometimes the Jets don't always play at the level of their uh, potential, so it was good to see them actually dominate. They pushed the advantage. Kyle Connor had a beautiful brace. I mean, it was just uh, pretty solid vibes all around. As far as top performers are concerned, easily Hellebuck was uh, the best of the bunch. I also thought Kyle Connor was really good. This is a, a nice trend with him recently. It feels like he's a more active participant in the way that the Jets build up. In previous years, I felt like the puck got to him. And yeah, he might be an amazing finisher, but in terms of his ability to overlap and to create space... He sort of struggled with that. He relied on Mark Scheifele or anyone else he was paired with to kind of be that lead puck carrier. But this year, it feels like it's a little bit of a different story. And last night with Scheifele, there were moments where you saw them working together beautifully. And if you just remove the factor of Blake Wheeler being on this line, I think you would actually see them start to live up to the billing of first line players. Connor already is this year, so I'm not really worried about him. But Scheifele definitely has struggled to get going. And Wheeler just doesn't really offer the kind of support the Jets need. That top line really needs like a Zvechnikov or in uh, like a cop or something, or maybe even Ehlers. Probably not Ehlers. I, I think he's still not quite 100%, but it just can't be Blake. I think that's the bottom line. Everyone knows it. It's been the case for years, and we'll probably still be back here a couple of weeks down the road or even months. Hopefully not years. I don't want this to be a, a recurring trend season after season, but we've already gone through this for a couple of years now, so maybe one more season isn't going to kill us. I don't even know at this point. I'm going to limit my complaining, though. The Jets won 3-0. It was a nice shutout. Hellebuck got a great result. The Jets finally stemmed the bleeding and got another important victory. We'll see if they can do it again against the Vancouver Canucks in just a little bit. Before we check in on tonight's action, though, I thought you should hear a little bit about Built Bar's seasonal offerings and why they're the best protein bar in the market. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Built Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, 
Bill Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra Bilt Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Bilt Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Bilt.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Bilt.com. If you're somebody who loves living an active lifestyle and you love going to the gym or working out or even going on runs outside, you might have heard a little bit about Stance, and it's something I've actually come across pretty recently myself. Stance has been making the rounds, and recently they just launched a brand new line of active apparel, and it's perfect for those holiday gift ideas. Stance's brand new socks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies are super comfortable and extremely well made. Their clothing often comes in extremely fun patterns, brand new designs, and modern fashion sensibilities, so you'll always be in style no matter what you want to wear. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Everything you wear should be an expression of who you are and how you feel. Whether you're into The Office, Star Wars, or even Major League Baseball, Stance Apparel has something just for you. Express yourself with Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 50% off your first order using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. After talking about last night's game, it is now time to talk about uh, tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks, which we just concluded the first period, and yep, stuff definitely happened. It was definitely hockey. I'm being a bit facetious. It wasn't that bad, I wouldn't say, but uh, there were some moments that, of course, are causes for concern and some slightly less than ideal circumstances with the goaltending. So the Jets are facing off against Thatcher Demko, and if you've ever watched Demko, you know that he's pretty darn good. The Canucks have also won two straight games under the Bruce Boost from Boudreaux, who appears to be at least an early fan favorite with that fan base over in uh, Canucks land, and I, I think most everyone seemingly likes him. I, th- I think he's a very fun guy. He's kind of like your potty-mouthed uncle, but as an NHL coach and actually very endearing in a way. But Boudreaux is also a very gifted coach when it comes to uh, offensive analysis, setting up his lineups in a way that favors fast firewagon hockey. I think that's the kind of style Vancouver wants to play, and it definitely seemed like that's what they were going for in tonight's game. I thought they had very fast counters. I thought that their net front presence was okay. They were crashing the slot a lot, and with Eric Comrie getting the start, it didn't really make me feel super comfortable. Every time Comrie saw a shot, he kind of fumbled it, and he just sort of got the sense that He wasn't really comfortable with uh, any of the rebounds he was surrendering, the shots he was initially facing, his positioning, all of that. I think a lot of his game, for me, often looks very raw, which is, you know, several years into his career, not a great sign. I thought that his start earlier this year, it probably was a little bit illusory. We're all used to what Eric does on a pretty consistent basis, and as much as we want to root for him and stuff, in terms of his on-ice performance, it's just not been NHL caliber. He surrendered an early greasy goal to Vancouver, and then the Jets kind of got it back on a beautiful Blake Wheeler power play goal. I call it beautiful because it was the first goal of the season, and we've all been awaiting it with bated breath, so to speak. Uh, and I know that the Jets had kind of been stonewalled a couple of chances earlier. 
Ironically, the Connor Shifley Wheeler line had actually been doing pretty well up until that point, and so you might say the goal was pretty deserved. Thatcher Demko had kind of stonewalled both Wheeler and uh, Kyle Connor on a couple of really good chances. Wheeler, right after that power play goal, he had another great counter and actually beat his defending mark to get the inside step in. Demko had to stretch out his glove and very nearly pick the puck out of the net on a beautiful goal line stop. The Jets definitely had the pressure throughout most of the period, and after that power play goal, you could feel that they were starting to surge, but it's not like Vancouver was just sitting back either. You know, the Canucks were hitting on counters, they were looking for those greasy, dangerous chances, and I think they saw that Comrie wasn't really comfortable, and so they were just pelting him with anything they could find. If it was from a weird angle that they felt he wasn't seeing, they were trying the shot anyways. It all coalesced into the final minute of the period in which the Jets had a Blake Wheeler breakaway. Wheeler tried to go 5-hole, didn't really get the angle or the look he was uh, he was hoping for. Demko sealed it up pretty quickly, and then Kyle Connor right after, he came down the slot as the trailer. Wheeler found him, and Connor just sort of slapped it and thought he had a sure goal, but of course Demko said no, and Vancouver comes up with a counter. And you just know, like, if you've ever played an EA Sports game in the last, like, 5 seconds or 10 seconds of every game, no matter what period, whether it's the first, the second, the third... Or in like Madden or something, it's like the first half or the second half. There's like this scripting thing that kicks in and you just know, you just know when you're going to concede a goal. And in this moment, I could kind of feel like, yep, we're conceding a goal. I wasn't sure how, but you just sort of sensed it. And this one actually came from Niels Hoaglander, who had already had a goal earlier in the game. This time, he just sort of shot one. Like, his first was a beautiful backhander, but this one, he just sort of released a, a soft wrister that really shouldn't have been that much of an issue. Instead, Comrie just seemed to read it late. He popped the puck up off of his glove, and it just sort of rolled in. Ugh, you know, it's just one of those situations where it is uh, classic Winnipeg Jets, isn't it? Conceding a goal in the last few seconds of a period. We saw that a lot in the worst years over the past couple of seasons, where the Jets would either have a lead, or maybe they were locked in a tie, then they stopped skating or lost focus, and suddenly they were down again. This one, I, I can't really say was that kind of situation. Comrie just has to make the save, and I think the more I see of Eric in this game and his previous couple of starts, they weren't so great either. I'm starting to wonder if the Jets need to think about acquiring another backup. I don't know what the market is going to be like at the trade deadline, but Comrie, man, he's just not really got it. I want to love the kid. He seems so nice, and I think, you know, off the ice, I'm sure he's a good dude, but as in terms of, like, an NHL goaltender... I just think that's asking a lot of him, and I'm not sure he's capable of handling the backup role long-term. As much as I wanted to believe in the first few games, it just seemed a little bit too good to be true, and I feel like we're starting to get to the point where, yeah, you know, we might have gotten the best games out of him so far. Maybe he turns it around and kind of stonewalls Vancouver, but he just looks nervous out there, and it's been kind of a consistent theme with him throughout most of his NHL career. There's uh, some stuff that he needs to work on, and hopefully, you know, throughout the rest of this game, he can put up a really strong performance, but might be one of those nights where the Jets have to score four or five on Demko. So hopefully Winnipeg pulls out the win. We'll check in on the uh, second period towards the end of the show. But before we take a look at that period, I thought you should hear a little bit more about BetOnline.ag and all of their holiday season offers that you can enjoy right now. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. 
Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are taking a look tonight at Winnipeg versus Vancouver. It has been an interesting two periods. Everything has happened and yet at times it felt like nothing has happened. I'm just kidding, there are plenty of goals. The game is currently tied 3-3 and uh, it has been very action-packed. We've even had a Jets lead canceled out thanks to a goalie interference call, which I'm sure most Winnipeg fans do not agree with. But uh, the main takeaway from this period is that Connor Shifley-Wheeler is apparently having a really good night. Kyle Connor has been amazing and is straight up just clowning on people. He's had an assist, he's had a couple of goals, and his assist to Mark Shifley was a work of art. He completely embarrassed Tyler Myers and passed right to Mark Shifley, who had a beautiful one-timer, one of the nicest one-timers we've seen this season, very Patrick Laine-esque. And I would imagine Myers is currently collecting his jockstrap from the ceiling of uh, the Vancouver Arena. So not a uh, not a bad shift for this line. It's actually been working out pretty well. Blake Wheeler has turned back time apparently by about 10 years. Just things that are fun to see. It's not going to last against actually good teams. I think we saw CSW get absolutely pummeled against the Canes. I would not expect this to be a trend that is going to change once the Jets continue to play better and better teams. But for a night at least, it is fun to enjoy a, a sign of the old times, maybe a little bit of a callback to when you know Wheeler was back to his good old days and he was capable of end-to-end rushes. His passing and shooting were great. Heck, I mean, Wheeler even had a goal tonight, so, you know, you enjoy these kind of small moments because the likelihood that they continue on is pretty slim. But, you know, for the rest of this period, there were a couple of things that were frustrating. Comrie kind of had a bit of an issue against Connor Garland. I mean, this one, it's it's hard to really blame um, Comrie for all of this. Nate Bolu was part of, like, a, a line change, and Bolu just never even picked his head up. He was just sort of staring out there and got completely caught out by Vancouver. A pass right up the middle to Garland, who had a breakaway. Garland just sort of deked around Comrie, who bit super hard. And uh, like that, it was game over on that goal. But uh, at least the Jets were able to tie it up and actually thought that they had a lead for a few seconds. I thought Winnipeg in general was pretty decent in this period. They, uh, They were active. They were aggressive. I thought that they were finding good passing lanes. Their shot attempts were great. There was a lot of danger. I think Demko is probably the only real reason that the Jets don't have a lead, that and the uh, the goaltender interference call. On the subject of that call, what I'll say is, yes, I do believe it was netminder interference. I think Dubois had enough of a hit there to actually maybe influence the outcome of the goal. If Demko had a chance to actually reset and extend his pad, he might have stopped cop shot. Andrew didn't really get a lot of contact on the puck, so it just sort of slid very slowly. It's the kind of puck that I'm pretty sure Demko would have had if he could actually make the save. Uh, But where I'm kind of frustrated is the other night, Carolina got gifted a goal where Hellebuck's pads were literally pushed into the net with a puck, 
and that somehow was ruled as legal. So I um, I really don't get goaltender interference. I don't think the NHL does either, to be honest. And as a Jets fan, it's just kind of like, do these people actually read their own rules or look at past precedent? I mean, I, I get that this stuff is very complicated, but it's just weird. Like, you never really know what you're getting with any of these challenges. Whatever the case is, hopefully the Jets see this one out and can grab the win. That would be great. A couple of points on back-to-backs would certainly be ideal. Even a single point tonight would go a long way. Not trying to set a low bar here, but, you know, we'll take what we can get. That will wrap up tonight's show, though. We are actually going to finish out coverage on this game on Monday's episode, so stay tuned for the conclusion of what has been a pretty crazy uh, game against Vancouver, and hopefully I'll get to tell you about a win. But for tonight, that is going to be it. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to follow and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!